Okay, microphone on, ready to record. It looks like a message is coming through in the time drive. Gideon, patch it through. Hey, Matt. Friend of the show, Trisha Ennis, what are you doing here? I uh, just wanted to remind you quickly to plug our new podcast. Oh, that's right. Let's do that. From the Always Hold On to Podcast family. Comes our new podcast, Always Hold On to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. We're covering the good, the bad, and the cuddly of our favorite DC Comics time-traveling crossover-y... Romantic dramedy, LGBTQ plus friendly, Sarah Lance ass-kicking-y... Musical Bebo-pelted series. Every episode, we will be literally rolling the dice... And letting the fates decide our next episode. Yes, the fates! Uh, Clotho... Lachesis... The, the other one... So- sounds like you should probably brush up on season five. Probably. And if any of your folks haven't seen the series, they can start checking it out before our podcast premieres this January. Yes, if you're a Lois and Clark fan, odds are Legends of Tomorrow will be up your alley. Absolutely. And don't forget to follow us at Legends of Always on any social media. Well, thanks for stopping by, Trisha. Truly cannot wait to start this podcast with you. Me too, Matt. See you in the temporal zone. Gideon set a course for Metropolis 1997. Now back to the show. I mean, well, start- are we starting? Yes, we're starting. Is this the start? Yes. Well, this is what I was going to say is like, <laughs> I always do a cold open and they're always like torturous. I, I'm just, okay, because if this is the start, then I'm not going to confess how nervous I am. No. But if it isn't the start, then I am going to confess it. <laughs> Lois and Clark is our jam. We're talking about Terry Dean and Superman. We'll cover it all. At least we'll do what we can. And now it's time for the show. What a show! Welcome back to Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. I'm Matt Truex. Uh, and I am joined by first-time guest, but long-time Lois and Clark fan, mm-hmm. right? Yes. How many years? Like how? Well, excuse well, me, Alex Thorne. How are age you? Age me. Hi. 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 I'm Alex Thorne. Happy to be here. <laughs> I was jumping right into the questions. I'm like, they'll figure yep, out her name. They it. read the episode title. It's fine. We have two people that we like a lot, ish, very much in common, and and we we met through them. Uh huh. And Lois and Clark. What? Yes, Lois and Clark. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, yes, people, we, sure. we met through um, your current and my future wives. And the wives. The wives. Wives in every universe. <laughs> uh, the, I remember the first time we, we were like really talking, like Lois and Clark came up and it was just like, oh, there's the night. So yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Fast friends with that. How, like what? What is your Lois and Clark experience from when you were a kid? Because like I, I tried to do like a really good mix now of big Lois and Clark fans. Superman huh. fans have heard of it, seen a few episodes, and like complete novices. So like ground us in your Lois and Clark life. When did you find the show? What's a little history with that? Okay, okay. So I will say nine-year... No, is it nine? Ten, maybe ten-year-old Alex okay. was a super fan. Mm-hmm. Um, who didn't have the internet or anything beyond the show. So I had no idea what fandom was. I had no idea that these were even comic books. Wow. Until, yeah, I know, I know. I mean, I knew what comic books were and I sure. knew what Superman was, but I think I didn't really put it together. Uh-huh. And one day I was in the guest room at my grandparents' place and the show was on and it must have been 
sort of midway through the first season. Okay. And I cannot remember what the first episode was that okay. I that I had seen. Um, I I just I can't remember what the first one was, but um, I did write later episodes down in my diary, and I'll tell you more about that later. Yeah, I, but um, can't wait to hear about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, oof, it was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started watching this show, and I just fell in love with it immediately. Like it used to come on on Fridays at five o'clock, mm-hmm. so so five p.m. Okay. And I think we might have been like a few seasons, like like years behind. I don't know. I was going to say, like, if people haven't guessed, you're in South Africa too watching Yes, this. I was in, in South reruns. Africa at this point. Yeah. Yes, yes. So it definitely wasn't like the latest or whatever. Um, we can probably work it out like in terms of like when, when the first season aired and when this was. But um, yeah, every Friday at five or just before five, I would start getting this achy feeling in my stomach because I knew it was happening soon. <laughs> And I was like, and this was truly the beginning of like me as a complete introvert and like ditching my friends for TV mm-hmm. because I would oh, not. Oh, you never forget anything. your first, do would, you? Though? You never forget your first. And like at 4.30, I would sit in front of the TV, like in some vain hope that it would start early. And I would just wait and wait and wait. And it truly took over my life. Incredible. So mm. like as a kid, were you... We we got a little bit of this from from Alex when she was on, but like, mm-hmm. you, I I don't think you watched the whole thing, right? No. So I, I was truly okay. So what was the season with mm. when they came to get when they come to get Clark from Krypton and they want him to go back? Uh, the end of the third season is when they introduce that arc of like we're from New Krypton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the yeah, end of the yeah, third yeah. season, and then beginning of the fourth is like the the continuation, the conclusion of that. Okay, so I think it was I would have stopped in the sort of beginning of the fourth season. Then. Wow. Okay. Um, I know. So I was I was pretty. You know, it was it was a long term commitment, but I think for a ten year old. You know, and then older, older. It's you know, I was I was not a a monogamous shipper, and then Buffy came into my life, yeah. and I yeah, I had to give up one for the other. Yeah, I understand. There's yeah, there's the yeah. there's the thing where like like, um, Lois and Clark was a total early fandom for me, and then Smallville yeah. like started like yeah yeah the yeah. year or two after I started watching Lois and Clark, so like that was mm. a thing. But like Charmed was big for me. I don't know if Charmed mm, was yes, a thing Charmed for you. Yes, Charmed was in my universe as well. Yeah, yeah. But Charmed inevitably le- leads to Buffy. Yes, and it's just yes, like yes. In, in both both compared to Lois and Clark and Charmed, but it's just like they are the hamburgers and Buffy was the steak. You know, like oh my Buffy. God, yes, Buffy, Buffy was, was a the five course meal, bloody steak. Yep. Yeah, it was delicious but wait i must ask you who was your favorite charmed sister because this this is like better <sighs> than the who which sex of the city character I, I know. as a kid i loved piper i loved okay. holly marie combs okay um, same yeah i think looking back i we did an episode um my oh exclusive my future co-host of another show trisha ennis and i did a an episode like last Christmas just of Charmed just because we we were doing a podcast and we went on like oh, okay, a fifteen yeah. minute Charmed rant and we're like yeah. should we just do an episode one you know <laughs> and uh, I rewatched a few for that and I hadn't seen it in a while and I'm like oh 
Phoebe might be my favorite because, like, Piper doesn't even want to be here. She doesn't want to be a witch. She doesn't want to deal with any of this shit. Yeah, but how isn't that relatable? Yes, like, I think you know, it was you're stuck in a time. situation and it's just like, oh, I guess. But I mean, who doesn't want to be a witch? So, right. And yeah. she's getting fucked with by the elders all the time. I love that we got immediately into Charmed, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're all connected somehow. This is a true Lois and Clark podcast. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, so, but like you're saying, it leads to it leads to Buffy. You are no stranger to the DC universe, too. Is this your first like interaction with with that, even though you didn't know it kind of at the time? Do you mean at the time was it my first like, like yeah, my first DC 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 yeah, love? Yeah, and yeah. around that time, I also I also discovered comic books, and then I was like, oh my god, like they are also in the like in books. This was insane. This is a thing. Yeah, this is a thing, and I didn't like that the stories weren't the same and that the characterizations were slightly different mm-hmm. because Lois and Clark were Lois and Clark. So when they made decisions in the comic books that I didn't agree with, I was like, this is not my this, Lois. This isn't canon. This is, not this is my, dumb. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> What is this fanfic comic they're putting out? Exactly. exactly. No, I I understand. I I say, like, before before I, like, really started getting into everything and had that, you know, there's there's room for all interpretations, whatever. But, like, if it didn't happen to Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher, it didn't happen. Did it even happen? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah. So I will say that even though I moved on, I, you know, it left a stain on my heart. I never stopped loving. A glowing kryptonite stain. Yeah, perfect. And I I never stopped loving Superman, but Lois was it for me. Like, I think I still, I was asked a few years ago, like, who my favorite fictional character is. And I said Lois Lane like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and I haven't, like, been super into any, like, Superman um, incarnation or whatever for years. But that that remains true. Lois Lane is the shit. Can oh, I say the shit? Absolutely. Oh, fucking go go nuts. Okay. Yeah, you're well, good. Yeah, um, she's the fucking shit, man. No, I I agree, and I think I think both of us might have that feeling because she is the shit in this show. Like mm. she was so fucking incredible. In yeah, this. yeah, yeah. This, I mean, I this episode yeah. in particular, but we'll get into it in a bit. But yeah, Oof, yeah. Um, yeah. I you, your super love, maybe not the Superman stuff, but like like you liked Supergirl. Right? Like the, the... Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> that was... God, it was like... Ooh. That um, that was probably my last, like... My last thing with, with the super, super fam. Mm. Um, that I was really... That was super into. Um, and I was never into Supergirl in the comics or in any sort of... I certainly wasn't into Smallville's Supergirl. No, they did her dirty there. No, yeah. no, no, no. She's too sexy. It, it didn't work for me. Um, but, yeah, I really liked... Um, what was it on before it was on the CW? It was uh, CBS. Yeah. CBS I was really tried CBS. it for a year and was like, no. <laughs> CBS Supergirl was far superior to anything that's ever come since. <laughs> like, did you stick with it? Did you watch the finale? Like, I, I continued. I think a few episodes into season two because I was obsessed with um, Cat Grant. Mm-hmm. She oh, was, yeah. she was the one. Yeah, she is jettisoned very quickly. Mm. Yeah, mm. and then when she two. was like, "No, I'm outie." Um, because obviously she only wanted to film in LA and mm-hmm. they couldn't afford her. And she was like, no, I'm not moving. And like, fair, why, you know. I, I didn't marry Harrison Ford to Harrison live in Ford Vancouver. Exactly. Thank exactly. you very much. 
and then and then I kind of lost interest. Um, and I but then I did watch the finale when she came back mm-hmm. and they spent the entire budget um, shooting in her backyard. <laughs> yes, I noticed. <laughs> That was my favorite was, thing about that finale. <laughs> yep, it was the best thing. And in the end, I won because um, the last shot is like Kara and Cat Grant, and I was like, mm, "This is this is wow, right. That's Take it true. back." <laughs> cool. All right. So Supergirl had a happy ending for you. Yeah. It good. Was great. It was great. Good. 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 And you haven't you haven't fucked with Superman and Lois at all? No. No. I no. Okay. Um, for reasons that I, they just don't feel, they don't feel true to me. I, I get it. I totally, especially coming you know, from the show. I loved Smallville. I thought that they were great. Like I, uh, this is a very unpopular opinion, especially on this, on this podcast, but I think Erica Durant's might be my, I, I respect two answers to the favorite Lois Lane question. And it's okay. Terry Hatcher and Erica Durant's because she fucking earned it. Margot Kidder does is a close is close though. What do you think of the of the original? You know, I just like never had the emotional because con- again, like this isn't Dariatra. I don't give a shit. Yeah, um, like yeah. Th- there there was kind of that to me. Like I watched them as a kid, almost out of like I should know what the movie is like. You know. Oh, okay. Um, but I never really connected to her though. Though there were scenes in that with her that are that are fun like the the interview scene is is perfection yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah i just think she really captured the like og sassy lois like mm. i'm not taking your bullshit yeah that's and also fair. like i roly like ugh, clock i just, that's and it's like you can say that there is the the 50s show or whatever but it's like what she's doing in that movie is far beyond yeah yeah so i think story. that you know everything that came since is definitely sort of an homage to that interpretation yes but, that's fair. but terry hatcher definitely makes lois her own as does erica duran so i think it's it's like especially rewatching it now for this i was like oh my god i love her so i like <laughs> lois like terry hatcher's lois okay. is just so yep yeah i'm with you um can we we will talk about this episode because it god damn it what yeah it's sure. the end of tempest like we have to talk about this episode i know but i heard there was a journal Oh, um, yeah. So I recently found my journal from that time. And, you know, normal uh, 11-year-olds would be writing, you know, Dear Diary, today I pushed Becky in the sand and cried. Normal asshole 11-year-old, yeah. I know, I know. Um, My journal was like, Dear Diary, oh my God, you will never guess what happened. Today, two (laughs) aliens came to get Cal-El from... And everything was like poorly spelled. I don't know why, because I'd never seen it in in writing. Sure, So I was just like... Okay, and Lois was crying, where, where? And every page was just a recap of the episode. With like, they weren't even... Not even my feelings weren't even involved. It was just me telling the diary what happened. And this went on for pages and pages and pages. This is so beautiful, though. Because, like, I remember times when, like, before you had DVDs or whatever to rewatch things where it's just, like, I would read the transcripts online of things and be like, yep. oh, I can kind of hear this in their voice. Or yep. whatever. You know, like, yep. this is just yep. you. It's, like, like, the only way to, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to forget this incredible experience I just I had know. with Lois and Clark, you know? I know. I would, like, try and memorize the lines and then just say them over and over. That's so cute, though. And then, of course, the diary devolved into fanfic, or should I say evolved into fanfic, where <laughs> it was like, this is what happened, but this is what I think should have happened. But here's, yeah, here's the better version. 
Yeah, exactly. So that was also my first my first foray into the fic. Much better than you'd find in these. What are they? Comics? I don't. Ugh, comics. Ugh, Ugh. they don't. <laughs> they don't get the characters the way I get the characters. All right. So was this you know season four spotty for the for you? Was this your first time yes, watching this episode? It, Dude, I threw you into the fucking deep end. Yeah, you, I'm you sorry. threw me into the deep end completely, but I do remember Tempus. Okay. Because he was in previous seasons. Yes. And I remember the episode where they go all over time, mm-hmm. and there was like a western. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh yes, well, god, there's two. So I wonder which one. They're, they're, like, my favorite episode of all time is uh, they go back in time to try to kill baby Superman before the yes, Kents find yes, him. Yes, it's that one. And there's there's a Western element in that. And then there's one where like H.G. Wells is popping around and like their souls were cursed oh, by H. Tempest Wells. and they're going to different versions of themselves. So fucking, I hate that episode. But there's a <laughs> yeah, Western uh, yeah, element no, of that. I'm, I'm definitely thinking of the, the baby Superman one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is 100% my favorite. I'm having a very Tempest week because we just recorded something really cool for that episode oh. for the end of this because we're okay. on our final se- season, so I was like, I had to okay, cover this go, episode go another big, time. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, we, we we won't discuss anymore, and and listeners can keep listening to find out. But okay, if you right. haven't figured it out, everybody, we're talking Lois and Clark's episode four fifteen of season four, written by Eugenie Ross Leving, Lemming and Brad Buckner, who are the showrunners at this time, or the executive Ooh, like it is okay. their ship to run into the ground. So this uh, is like the purest version. Yeah, I guess. Ew. It's just weird. Uh, directed by Chris Long. Who cares? Um, it's weird because the episode before this, and you might know this name, was written by Tim Minear, who oh. later was Angel and yes. Firefly showrunner. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So the episode before, like this. Was arc, he just a writer at this stage? Yeah. He, he um, he. Did uh, I was lucky enough to, to speak with him for the podcast, and he was oh, he was like a big nice. Superman fan, but he kind of wasn't into the show. I, I'm putting words in his mouth. Uh, eventually, basically at the end of the season, he left and went to X Files because the show got canceled because this okay. got canceled. Okay, yeah. Um. So there is a bit of like punching above his weight class here, anyway. Mm-hmm. But when you put it, I when you put that. this episode as like the part two of one that he started, it's just like, yeah. oof, you see the cracks here, you know? Yeah. Well, I watched the part two. Before, I mean, I watched part one before I watched part two, just so that I had the the full picture. I'm sorry, I really did throw you into the deep end with this. It was. But welcome to the show. It was no. A lot of it was familiar, like you know the the, the character interactions and all that. Was like, oh yeah, I remember this. I, I know um, this. Yeah. But, yes, the first part definitely, I don't know, it felt different. I agree. And it, it mm, I think, I think it's funnier. Like, I always say mm-hmm. it, when this show is funny, it's, and like, actually funny, it's great. It's like laugh out loud funny. Right. When it thinks it's yeah. funny, tough, <laughs> real fucking tough, you know? <laughs> and there was a bit of that in this episode for me. Um, yeah, before yeah, we get yeah. going, again, just to just to belabor the point even more, we have to check in with the ratings, um, which we've been watching the ratings just just plummet Ooh. this season. Um, last season, season three, do you remember Ultra Woman when she gets the powers and becomes a superhero for a second because he's no. depowered? No. Wonderful episode. At the end of it, she proposes to him, and that's how they get engaged. I do remember that. There you go. 
series high rating wise yes. at like 22 million or something, whatever. Um, this season started with 12 million. And here in episode Yikes. 15, we are down to 8.4 million. And Ooh. that is the highest it's going to be for the rest of the show. Oof. It is okay. such a steep decline from here. Uh, but okay. it did pick up a little bit from, from last week. We got an extra 0.4 million. So I guess people got, you know, they heard Tempest was around. They're going to check it out. You know, oh, whatever. Man. But um, all right, let, let's jump in here. Really could have done with the previously on myself yes. in HBO. I mean, if I, if I hadn't watched the previous episode. I know. I got really yeah. worried for a second. <laughs> And I almost texted you to apologize, but I'm like, you know what? It's good podcast content. We'll talk. No, I do. I do my research. I, I appreciate that. Um, so, like, you weren't you weren't surprised then by by Fred Willard showing up as President Gardner here as the. I, I was not. <laughs> I was. What made me laugh so hard? There was the very first uh, scene when he's coming out of some. <laughs> like the restaurant and there's like zero so well they're like two security guards it's like the the least protected yes. like president situation perry and lois clock are just like up there chatting to the president he's like hey come back out with me and oh I'm god like, the, oh in the first one when he's walking out of the deli planet in, yeah 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 in the like, first one what sorry the yeah shit is yeah exactly <laughs> anyway and that continues he's like he's never around any real security no no not at this point i think at this point tempest is just taking over the secret it's service you know so funny <laughs> but like you know lois we find her looking great looking sad mm. but looking great just missing clark and and president garner's like wait, 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 what's 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 the problem you know oh, we got yeah. We got John Tempest Doe like here. My buddy, my buddy John Doe. Yeah, so great. Everything's like, great. What? I love the. He looks outside and it's just like, look, they're like celebrating in the street, and there's like the most like Nazi-looking. I know. <laughs> logo of this like, fist through the world. Scary people, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. So like, from from childhood, do you have strong memories of the Tempest stuff? Because like for me, he he and the H.G. Wells of it all are like the breakout. They are like the defining... H.G. Wells isn't a villain, but he is the defining villain of the yeah. series for me. You yeah. know, like, did that leave an impression to you as a kid? Of you said you remembered whole... him, but... You think the Tempest is the... I mean, you consider Tempest to be the defining villain of the entire series? I, I think he's... I think he's first... That's like, interesting. The contribution mm. that the series makes to like, you know, the lore, the canon, whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I love John Shea as Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah, I think he's because I mean I would, I, Lex Luthor's the classic answer, right? Yes, of course, and they do the love triangle thing here really yeah, well, yeah, and blah yeah. blah blah. But he's just he's gone from the show, and because of the time travel stuff, I think Tempest gets the grander plots mm. for the most part. Mm. So like that, just like textually, like he's the one that tries to kill Superman as a baby. He's the one that tries to take over the world with. You I know. agree with you, and he's got the president arc, which is also sort of right. Yeah. And and the fact that he's kind of littered in each season, right? He's in he's in two, three, and four. Two, three, and four. Yeah, he's in season yeah. four the most. He gets he gets the yeah. terrible soulmates episode I was telling you about, and then he gets yeah. these two. But yeah, um, yeah. I just I, it's such a joy to watch him, even in a badly written episode. Frankly, like. Yeah, no, he's um, great. I also like the weight it brings. Like immediately when they realize it's Tempest, it's like, oh my god, okay, like shit. this fucker. Yeah, exactly. And I like that for once, these episodes don't 
start with like or don't have he wells in it right away like yeah he is kind of the like oh thank god you know <laughs> like just like okay you're gonna come and fix this right like later on this episode we're getting ahead of ourselves but like okay lois has lost clark for the umpteenth time everything's terrible cut yeah. to the brownstone i love that the kents are here immediately i know i know they're just they're such a calming presence yes i have to say that i forgot how wonderful it is when jonathan is still around mm-hmm mm-hmm like i'm just like buddy i'm so glad you're here this is why this is like the the softest clock in my opinion yes because because jonathan's there i i agree and he gets to see their dynamic between them and and i mean eddie jones is great as jonathan but Kay Callen is is the power behind the Kents here, you know, like she yeah. is just wonderful. Even in this episode, you know, even in this scene, she comes in and is just instantly like, what happened to my boy? And there yeah. are so many times in this episode where they explain some daffy shit that's going on. They're both like, oh, OK, okay. you know, okay. Yeah. yeah, they're like, yeah, there was one point where like, I think that he's like using this and Clark is here and whatever. And it's like. Man, that wow. would, okay. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah right. well, we're going to be here for you. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you are. That, that's some shit you guys got into this week. Huh? Um, oh, yeah, this this was it. I think this is the first time, like, what happened to my boy? And, uh, you know, Lois essentially is like, well, Clark vanished through a time window, which my note uh, takes note that that's the time that my fiance, Kat, first laughed in the episode. And it wasn't her <laughs> last laugh. <laughs> to be fair, that time window was um oh a special. I was really hoping for good special effects this episode, and I got it. Oh, girl, I got it with that time window. I gotta tell you, the the time window and the time warp, the little glass time <laughs> box that that what? Superman stuck in. He looked like he really needed to use the bathroom, and he was just like on one foot and the other. It was so funny, <laughs> and by um, funny I mean amazing. They they are. And I, I speak with authority as the host of Lois and Clark when I say this. The best special effects this show has done to date. Wowza. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I literally are. in the previous episode of this podcast, my guest and I were like, and they really stepped up here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I look forward to your reports on further rewatches of Lois Clark, oh man! Go back. Now I'm really excited to go back. It's tough. Yeah, it, I, I don't. I don't know what to tell you here. Um, we we find out right away the Kents are are of course in in John Doe, uh, you know, brainwashing land. But but God bless them. The minute Lois explains what's going on, Martha's out of it and like we believe you. But yeah, that moment when Martha's like, no, honey, like we believe you. It's just. Wonderful. Martha coming in too with, with a lot of optimism here. It's just like, I just don't believe that Clark is dead. And I'm like, well, that, you, you're basing you, this on fucking nothing, lady. you got to hold on to hope. True. She wouldn't be Martha Kent if you didn't say it. <laughs> um, I also love that, that they so know her at this point that like the minute Perry calls, they're just like, don't you dare don't go, go into work right Don't now. go into work. I know. I was watching it with Alex and she was like, oh, her husband's missing. Lois would not go into work. And I was like, Lois would go into work. Every episode ends with Perry being like, fuck of a week, huh? You should take some time off. And they're like, all right, we'll see you Monday, Chief. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but terrible news. Congress apparently has moved up the inauguration potentially to like two days from now. Look, so. I got to say this, some of the things in this episode were triggering. <laughs> I know. Oh, God, <laughs> I know. 
I think at one point they literally said, make America, let's make America great. I, that might have been in the first part. The episode before this, that happened. Before, yes. yeah. And I was just like, yikes. Dude, don't watch the Nazi episode of season three. Okay. Because it's it's a Dean Cain that you haven't seen since that, since he was scripted, you know? Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> it's, okay. It's tough. He, he um, got some but ideas. Yeah, from, but also yeah. triggering, like literally the next scene, Tempest is getting suited and he's like, does it look like something an emperor would wear or something like that? You know, like that hasn't mm. been an emperor, but it's a couple pen strokes away or whatever. It's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. Fuck. He, he recruits Dragon. Mm. Dragon with a very fresh looking dragon tattoo. How about but, that? You know, How about I'm sure that, he gets it. He gets it updated. recently painted on tattoo of him. No, he gets it. He gets it redone every few weeks. <laughs> Well, if if it's your namesake, you gotta I know. stay fresh. You, you you gotta stay fresh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do get that. Um, mm. I just love like how how fucking awful this guy is. Like killed his parents at four. It's been downhill ever since. How about you become the secretary of state? Like it's just again. No, you're like willing to kill anyone that I literally triggering. <laughs> um, this is, I mean, like, what happens here? We just set up that, like, he's trying to make the phone illegal because he's doing the thing through the phone. He literally... The no phone policy. Yes. He literally mm. pushes a guy out of a window here, and, and ne- still President Garner is like, oh, fuck, you did something bad. And he just, like, you know, does his little thing into his, his speaker. His little and thing with the, um, yeah, the, what is it, the satellites? Yes, this is the, the, oh, the subliminator. Yes, the subliminator. Mm. I didn't even see it in my notes. I'm proud of myself. My goodness. And I got to say, we, we do a segment on this show called Harry Thatcher. And it's, it's about... Because Terry goes through some interesting hair throughout mm. this series. Mm. That I'm is a, correct. I'm a huge fan of the season one, season two, Bob. I th- I, okay, yeah. I, that's classic, right? A classic, just... That is very classic. Season perfect. one is is like... Chef's kiss. Yes. And then it gets even just a little long at the end of season two, and you don't think you're going to like it, but God damn it, you wind up liking it. I don't like it as much as the choppy Bob, okay. because I think that really encapsulates her personality, but, but I like it. Okay. Mm, mm. Then season three, there's a lot, there's ups and downs in season three. This season, yeah. she starts out with a wig, but ever since she oh, grew man. it out long enough and they let her stop wearing the wig, she looks fucking right here she's got this cool little black and argyle gray sweater it's just yep. like this is lois lane for me also she's really like teary-eyed through this whole episode mm-hmm. which really works for her she just looks so pretty when she cries i know, I know, such... I know. <laughs> she's like a good crier <laughs> so every time she's like all like big eyed and like wet and i'm just like mm, yeah mm-hmm. give me more oh my god the robe scene later we'll get to it but yeah i know I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to yeah um i do love here like where's clark he's uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's not feeling well oh he'll be all right tell him to drink plenty of fluids like like, Perry is... like just like oh it's fine like like it's who cares <laughs> Superman's not around, Clark's not around again. Yeah, God, here we go. Um, I like, I, the only justification for me is like, people are so fucking up John Doe's ass that they, they couldn't even care less about like real things that are going on, you know? Mm, I, I, I suppose. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, but good news, she's been handpicked to go talk to John Doe, so off she of goes. Course. But in the elevator, we get H.G. Wells. With his cute little hat. I love the hat. I love his hat. Do you have memories of different H.G. Wells actors? Not at all. Okay. So there are two. There's okay. I remember that they, I, I remember 
H.G. Wells is a character in previous episodes, mm-hmm. but not that he was played by someone else. So th- this is this guy's second outing as H.G. Wells. Presumably in season three for the Tempest H.G. Wells episode, the original actor Terry Kaiser wasn't available. So they're just like, uh, it's him, but he's older. So oh, now like in sure. continuity... <laughs> There are these two H.G. Wells's that they could come across at any moment. And sometimes he knows everything they've been through. And sometimes, you know, like they meet the younger one again at the start of season four. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. That was. And Lois is like, oh, I remember when we did this. And he's like, uh, no. Must not have been me yet. You know, (laughs) like exactly. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But fuck. Bad news. The utopia that was formed out of Lois and Clark's love for each other. Out of their love. Is gone. And so is the statue. So is right? the statue. With, yes, yeah. the statue. The, the statue just vanished. Which is, which, as someone that doesn't have a statue, statue, I'm not invested in. But if you had one, like that's a bummer. I feel really sad if the statue that was dedicated to my love was suddenly gone in the city that I created, <laughs> born out of the purity of my heart. Of my heart and my love. Of for, my love for yeah. my significant other here. Exactly. I get where a fan might think that it's a stupid idea but i have a feeling i'm in good company when i say i love this idea of the utopia for them it's amazing yeah i want a city born of my love (laughs) where's my statue that he was so good and pure and that eventually i guess they were outed to the public that yeah they have to have been right because it's lois Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and that the future understands that like he really wouldn't have been a great Superman without her. So we we exactly. should make her a statue too. I mean, who's the hero here? Who's the bigger hero? Exactly. Up for debate, but not really because we know. <laughs> In the future, they wouldn't have made Smallville. They would have made Lois and Clark. You know, like that's yes, that's course. the show they would have put together. Um, anyway, yes. Uh, not only is Utopia gone, but oh shit. I guess Clark must have vanished into a nanosecond that's out of time right now uh, in a vortex without a past in the future. So if we don't figure out the exact second he disappeared Mm. in about 48 hours, because that's how this works, he's probably going to be lost forever. That sucks, huh? Yeah, yeah. But here's my question. Is he going to be lost forever in that little box or is he going to disappear? I think he's going to disappear because that box is getting littler the last time we Uh. see it. Ah, okay. So as the box moves away even further out of time. Yes. He is the nanosecond. Past those little, like those little semicircle dome things. Yeah, and then that's that's it. (laughs) Just gonna like shrink and shrink. I wasn't Mm. sure if they were molecules. I wasn't like I have no idea what they were trying to represent there. It's time, obviously. Clearly, it's just. But yeah, bad news. The longer Superman is stuck on that green screen, the the, the mm. worse is he, the less the likely to be. be. It's just like going forward here, we can skip around a little bit. Eventually she gets the watch and they figure out what second he disappeared. But I'm like, the hey, exact nanosecond, yeah. Hey, I guess Tempest keeps a pretty good watch with, with like pretty good time. But which mm-hmm. in, with a name like Tempest, I guess you should. Sure, sure. Fine. But, like, you'd think it'd have to be down to, like, the umpteenth nanosecond of the, you know, like, I don't know how much time can divide, but... Also, it's analog, right? So, it's, right. it's hard to, like, exactly pinpoint. Right. Is that 102 or is that 103? Is it 102? Point yeah. three. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I hope there's but a hey, second But, hey, it's H.G. Wells. You I, know, H- I feel like H.G. Wells also is just 
I mean, the man built a time machine with 24 karat gold, so. <laughs> Out of a couple lawn chairs and some lamps. <laughs> exactly. So you're, you're, you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, just like, we, we talked about it. Just a shout out to them fucking trying with this time warp effect. Like, it was, it was special. I'm it, so glad I was It should be it. made fun of. I understand that. Like, when it's so crazy to watch something like the Star Treks that were out at the time. And then watch this, and it's just like, Lois and Clark had a budget, you know? (laughs) (laughs) They did. But it's for me, my favorite thing about the little time door, time warp situation is that it becomes like a physical brown door at one point. Oh, I didn't even notice. It's like, it's like all time and space, and then it like gets smaller and smaller and becomes this like, it looks almost like wood. It's just... I do know what you're talking about. The, the little yes. the, like, door thing from the future that gets them yes, in there. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, are you not talking about that? No, I was talking about like the... the, the, the so, oh God, it, it's all such bullshit. I think they call the time warp like where Superman is stuck just like in that oh, little glass little, box his thing. little box. Yes. Oh, I, okay. I like yes. the time window effect very much too. That, that for me was the worst best. Um, <laughs> the box for me was... It was just so special. I just like to imagine <laughs> Dean Kane in a box right now. <laughs> We've got forty-eight hours to save him, but yeah, I mean, you know what? Ooh, who can who can Here, know the time? Let's finish the podcast. See how we feel. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. You're tired. I'm. I'm gonna be tired. Yeah. We'll yeah. See where we go let's there. see what happens. That's fine. Tempest serving up some great villainy throughout this episode, in, including this next scene where instantly it cuts to like his and Lois's interview and she slaps him and and he's just he's laughing and so shitty about it and and just like she's all freaking out with a terrible insult and he's like oh calm down you want a martini you know <laughs> like it's just like I know he's just like I, I I love a villain that loves being a villain and that is what this guy is and I know and it's that stuff though though written not as well as last time still works for me in this episode no, I love that also he has these vague um, allusions to, like, turning the world dark and just, like, destroying everything. <laughs> what is his end goal here? What does he know. want to do? No one knows. He's just really enjoying himself. He's just he's just enjoying Like, later on, he has a line of, like, and because I want to kill billions of people. And I'm like, uh, all right, if that's do, your motivation... I mean, I initially, wasn't he like having fun on this, in this metropolis? And he was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was loving life. The The yeah. nuclear threat of this escalates very quickly. Mm. And it, it, I it, mean, as nuclear threats do. Yes. <laughs> but it, it took Kat sitting next to me to be like, why does he want a nuclear war? And I'm like, huh. Ah. I, I, yeah. I can't quite say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that happens a lot, though, with villains. They're like, well, we want to destroy everything. And I'm like, I don't know, buddy. I think you'd have a better time if you were just like, you know. Yeah, just just, just enjoy. Like, you've worked so hard, not really that hard at all, actually, to become president. Yeah. Just, I promise you, give you four years and you can almost tank the, the nation. I, I have that on good <laughs> authority. So. <laughs> oh, God. Trigger you, you got this, dude. You're in a great place. Um. And, like, literally, we, we cut back to the brownstone, and Lois is watching LNN coverage. Of mm, like, mm. it's the eighth night in the row that we've celebrated John Doe's victory. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. You know, like, this guy, I, this I'm guy. sure he's counting his audience, you know? I know. I know. 
Um, not, but not the Amish. <laughs> no. <laughs> Boycott their quilts. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's here's the other part where I'm like, oh fuck, I did this to Alex. Um, H.G. Wells shows up with bad hair Clark and Lois is all about it, goes in for the hug and then has to explain that this is Earth 2 Clark from the other episode they were in. Do you remember mm-hmm. this at I all? I don't, but I I'm went so, back to watch YouTube clips. I'm so sorry. No, bad hair Clark is so cute that I did not mind. I don't know why he's the cuter Clark. I can't explain it, but <laughs> he is so attractive in the face. It's something about his like, like puppy dogness. Yeah. I, I don't know. He's less confident. Then, and you know what? I think Dean Cain plays this so well. Interesting. The, yeah, okay. I, I just think that he, he plays Poppy Clark. I can tell the difference. I can totally tell the difference. There were a few line readings in this from Puppy Dog Clark where I'm like, if he was a better actor, this would be my <laughs> favorite scene in the series. You know? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's a great actor. Um... I, I I do find him convincingly someone else, a hundred percent. Like, mm-hmm. and I think they both play that really well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Terry Hatcher carries it, obviously. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, I love the like. I, you know, I'm I'm other Clark, but I can I'm I'm sad, Mopey Clark, but I can do this. I'm here to help. Just like like with all due respect, I don't want you here. Like, yeah, perfect. she's like, look, it's just too confusing to me. Goodbye. Yeah, th- this could not possibly help me. I also love how she's like, this is all about me right now. Like, I am suffering. My husband is not here. Right. I guess you can, like, say Metropolis and be here, but no. And frankly, it's this author's fucking fault for getting this guy from the future exactly. in the first place. But I'm exactly. not saying that yet. My, exactly. my anger at the uh, my passive aggressiveness towards the author will intensify over the next 40 minutes. Yes, it will. But right now, I'm fine. Um, I think oh, this fucking stuff with the Kents breaks my heart i know it I is know. so good you look so, I, i'm so sorry but you just look so much like my son like how many times is martha going to go through this i, I know. just feel like i hope i have good health insurance because i just i feel like with all the stress <laughs> um this is to the scene where um Lois is like, don't, uh, don't, he's not your son. Don't get excited. This is H.G. Wells who travels through time. He brought him from a parallel universe. <laughs> and Jonathan's line is, oh, I see. Yes, that's the line. <laughs> that is the line. <laughs> Fucking perfect. Like, oh, I see. What do you see, Jonathan? What, what do you see? <laughs> so funny. Um, but uh, <laughs> what do you see? I, 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 my heart melts. When he pulls out the picture of, of quote unquote, young oh, Jonathan bad and Martha. Bad Air Martha. Yes, Bad Air Martha and Toupe mm. Jonathan. And Toupe Jonathan. And yeah. it's, it's just, but it's just like, I don't care how bad the prop is. It's it's a lovely little moment. I know. And what does he say? I thought I never thought I'd see you again. And then he like corrects himself and says them again or yeah. something like that. And yeah. it's just like, oh. It's daffy as shit. Daddy. But but it, it got me a little bit. No, it works because it's sad Clark. Mm-hmm. Sad, cute Clark. Yes. Um, meanwhile, H.G. Wells is like, well, I've, I've ruined your evening. I'm off to do H.G. Wells stuff. Um, we see the old time machine again. We, we see it a lot in this episode, which makes me very happy. Um, but what makes Did me... Did the time machine always look like a sleigh? Yes. Okay. 
This is the same prop from like their first episode, mm, which okay. I just love that the show is like, we're not making another one. No, so we might as well they? fucking we're just keep gonna, it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, get, it gets some love in their, their sequel episodes. This is, of course, the last time we'll see it. Um, and I like that, like the minute we see the time machine, we get Tempest and, Tempest and Herb stuff. And that's just. Oh, yeah. Very underwritten yeah. here. But it's mm-hmm. just like. You're a fiend beyond comprehension. You're a fiend beyond. That is a great line. And a great dancer, but enough small talk. You know? <laughs> that is just, just, odd. Oh, that was great. I, I, I love that very much. Um, but it's just so nice to, like, finally get them back together. Like, he, yeah. like, Tempest can hold his fucking own in the scene. Yeah. But yeah. I, I really do love He's the He's such a charming villain. And I in know. that way, I think he is quite Lex Luthor-esque because... You know, he really just charms the pants of people. I mean, even before he's John Doe, who is just Don, what is it? It's just so a darn Don. nice guy. He's just a darn nice guy, yeah. No, a hundred percent. And it's also one of those, like, speak, this show is good at charming villains, mm-hmm. which is, like, that's totally, true. I like, that's why I love John Shea's Lex Luthor so much, because it's just, yeah. like, I know if I met him in a ballroom, I, too, would have a crush and be just totally enamored of this man. I know. Lex Luthor with hay is where it's at. I know. <laughs> and, and cigar smoking and a snake. A, and he's, mm-hmm. just, he's just the best. Um, <laughs> but, but Tempest gives, gives it too. Yes, totally. Though, okay, this next scene starts this where like he's, he's given the impromptu press conference at City Hall. And this is where like the Papa... And Kitty's shit starts. Oh, he's Daddy Kink. Yeah, oh, okay. Wasn't yeah, into that. We, yeah, this is not... Yeah, this was was off. I'm the papa. Papa! And you're the kitties. Kitties! Like, this no. was... I was convinced he was going to take one of them over his knee and like start spanking them. Exactly. <laughs> it was... Which uh, honestly might have gotten me more into it then. But then, like, this is... I this mean, is look, weird... I'm not asking you what your personal kinks are at this stage. I'm just, but... Like, that would take it far <laughs> enough that I'm like... Right, he's committing to the bit. That's... He's committing to the. I know it was very weird. I was. It was kind of out of left field. I was not expecting it. Yeah. Speaking of left field, the stockades that the two non-phone users wind up in, because of, of course, course they've gone against the newly fin- finalized non-phone act. Thank you, just Congress. Just these two people, yeah. Yeah, just these yeah. two people in the truck. They're like, we, we've never been brainwashed because we don't use phones. We don't I had to send them. a postcard. I had to... Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I don't know. They seemed annoying. I'd want to put them in a stock. I kind of didn't care about them either. But yeah. but thankfully, Earth 2 Clark is here and he, he spins them off. I, throughout this series, and I like especially re-watching it, I'm realizing how aesthetically into just the mundaneness of like the aesthetics here, the super mm-hmm. stuff is. And there's something to me, of course, he's holding like, you know, people that he just saved from from total annihilation from from uh-huh. the firing squad here. But like, there's something to me about like Lois Lane waiting on a brownstone stoop, and Superman just kind of like landing there. Where I'm like, this is kind of cool. There are a few times throughout the series where like he's in front of the Daily Planet and she pulls up in a cab and it's just like, oh hey, and it's just yeah. like I, I don't know these little moments in the show. That are sort of simple, but also feel iconic. Yes, and feel mm. it, it. Like all the iconography is there, 
but it's presented in a way you don't always see it that makes it feel yeah. a little more real to me. And yeah, I can't believe no, I'm saying real in relation to the show. No, but, like, but I, I hear you. I you know what I mean? You. Yeah. I, I got a little bit of that vibe just with him landing here with the two hostages and them just like kind of on the street like, what are we going to do next? Well, I'm going to go left. All right, I'll go right. You know, like that type of thing. <laughs> exactly. And this is the like... It's cute. This feels like Lois trying to let him get the answer, but she already has it. You know? Oh, yeah. When she says to him, she like takes him through it and then she asks him a question, right? And it's yeah. so simple. So those guys didn't use the, use the phones and they were going to get murdered. And a bunch of homeless people that don't have phones got murdered. Dot, what do you dot, think dot. it is? And, and... and he's got the stupidest look on his face. Hmm. He the actually other... does that. He, he, the he other me like would have a... had the answer already, oh. huh? And she's like, yeah. I think it's phones. Oh, phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. <laughs> He's so cute, though. I can't express enough how charmed I was by this. I'm like, glad this worked on you. version of Clark. I'm really glad this worked on you. Maybe I'm too cynical watching this show now. This is where I have, like, the if Dean were a better actor, this would be completely magic. Where, like, you know... He's going to go scan phones and she's going to look at the inauguration. And then he like doubles back. It's just like, is this is how it is between you guys all the time. Must oh, be nice. that was very special. Lovely. Yeah. Could have that been was, perfect. She was like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's because my expectations are so low with him <laughs> that I was expecting to feel nothing yes. every time anything exited his mouth. And that really made me feel something. I, I, I think it's a really lovely sentiment for him and again just kind of speaks to that whole first episode with him where like she makes him become superman yeah. speaks to the idea with like without her he's not fully superman like he can't do this all the way you know yeah because she really she's part of him like the hero that he is is because of lois we've seen over and over again what losing lois or not has having lois means for superman mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Even even in in stories that don't really like put her front and center, like exactly. But that's why he's not fully formed. This little puppy, puppy clock. Because yep. yeah. Yep, I I totally agree. And he becomes the best version of himself and Superman around her. Oh my yes. gosh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> no, but it's totally true. Like that's the <laughs> that is the so crux much. of this series for me. That like without her and the Kents, he's the Kents. he can't he can't do this properly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, Tempest has a bunker now. That's important. They're in, they're in a fallout, bunker. fallout shelter thing. Yeah. Um, Tempest figures out very quickly, like, oh, fuck, you stole that other Superman I don't like, too, didn't you? you know? Yeah, just like that. <laughs> um, another good interaction with them, the Wells being the, the power of the human spirit knows no bounds. It's just like save that drivel for your overrated novels. Like perfect, you know. Like, I know, I know, I know. He's just—he's so well written as a villain. He calls out later, like, "What is this? A family TV show?" And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what? There's going to be some violence or yeah. something like that. What does he say? Let him let him break the fourth wall here. You know? Like, yeah, it's totally I love it. Fine. I love it. It's, he's basically winking at the camera. Yes, <laughs> and this is the whole like they keep one upping each other. It's like, well, I got it. Superman and he'll find me. Well, lead walls, motherfucker. You know, like, what are you yeah, going to exactly. do? <laughs> well, while you were anticipating my villainy, I was anticipating your anticipation and began implementation of my other plan. You know, like, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> that's straight out of Batman 66 to me. Like, that whole anticipating anticipation and yeah, implementation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking 
fucking wonderful shit. Look, me. I'm just gonna say it. I think there's some sexual tension there. I, I, when Tempest, or excuse me, when H.G. Wells is younger too, mm. it's there. They're a little mm. more handsy. It's great. Oh, I'm yeah. I mean, the, there's the daddy kink. There's <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Um, I I implore you to rewatch the season two Tempest episode okay. because it's okay. it's there. It's very much there. Okay, um, I knew it. I felt it. What would their ship name be? Ooh, I don't know. But this is where I should admit to you that on the DC Universe app, my username is Tempest and Herb. So like, I just I just like the sound of that mm. as its own mm. thing. Turb sounds. Turb sounds um. Incorrect. It sounds, it sounds like, like something a that, venereal disease. Yeah, you trusted a fart and then you made a turb. Um, yeah, or oh, I'm like, oh no, I'm sorry to tell you, you've got turbs. Oh god, oh my god, again? Uh, yeah. You yeah, gotta, you gotta clean your towels more if you're getting turbs <laughs> that much. Um, Wash your hands, man. Um, <laughs> oh, Herbmus. <laughs> I'll take Herbmus. Happy Herbmus. Herbmus. Yeah, it does sound like. Um, okay. we, and we're celebrating Herbmas here today, so let's let's go with we it. Are. As Tempest says, they're joined at the hip. He and I. And it's just like I'm gonna have yeah, to. End, I, I can't wait to kill you, but I guess we'll wait for no reason. Look, um, that's my favorite dynamic. <laughs> meanwhile, back at the brownstone, this is a biggie scene. This is this was my favorite scene. Super, it, not Clark. Su- is, whatever, bad hair Clark comes in through the window. We have to call him Puppy Clark. Pop, okay, Puppy. I like that better because I was going between like Earth Two Clark and Bad Hair Clark. He's Puppy Clark. Puppy Clark is fine. Puppy Clark comes into the window, where Lois is holding two glasses of wine and is just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I was just looking sexy. What was your day?" Yeah, like? she's not being seductive at all with no. those t- two glasses of wine. And oh my god, in, like, how does she clothes? not look sexy? Mm-hmm. Also, didn't she? She gave him like a plate full of carbs and sugar. Yes, I love that too. Anytime she whips out the like, I wanted to make you retreat. It's just like a pile of hostess. <laughs> Fucking known great. to be an amazing cook. It's also, by the way, was super hot to me that he opened the wine bottle through pressure alone. Okay, I was trying to figure out what that was because that was firstly a very obvious analogy. Uh huh. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Could you spell it out it was, for me? Yeah, I didn't quite get. I mean, I just you know maybe maybe after the podcast I'm gonna explain to you. Mm. We'll get Cat in. Mm. How did he do it? I was like, what is it? He's but pressure. Okay. My only thought is pressure to the bottle, and then that pops the cork out. But just the idea of like, even this one's good with his hands. Like this is that was just popping that popping that cork. Yeah, let me didn't know what that would awaken in me, but it was real. (laughs) Um, Just you know, there's so many things that that Superman can do that. He's he's know. really quite incredible. This, yes, so many late night thoughts. As this this show documents as best as it could on prime time in the nineties. Um, of course, they're touching hands. They're standing too close together, so they're instantly like, uh, "How'd the phone thing go? I don't know. He moved his shit. Uh, okay, you know." Like, uh, we're gonna whisper it to each other though, in in hushed in loving tones, tones though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to tell you, at this point, I was screaming at the TV, "Don't do it, Lois! Don't do it!" <laughs> I just felt like such. I was like, no, I get it. I did turn to Alex and I said, would you be mad if I okay. made out with... Oh, do we first want to get to that no, point? No, let's okay. jump right into it. We touched on it a little bit in the last episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put my cards on the table, okay? Okay. 
I think if it's a clone, you get a pass. Okay, if if it's a clone. Well, all right. Well, if it's let, a clone, let's you get be a specific pause. to the episode. If it's a okay. parallel Earth thing, I kind of get it. I'm a little I... flattered, and I'm a little upset I wasn't there to join in. Okay. Okay. I completely get it, but I would be jealous that my clone, if if I was the if my wife was hanging out getting sexy with um, mm-hmm. my clone, I would be jealous of my clone. But if I had a threesome with my wife and her, what is it, alternate? I would be jealous of the alternate. Like, wait, if you had a threesome with two Alexes, you'd with be, two Alexes, you'd I be... would be jealous of the alternate wow. universe Alex. That's that's actually very cute. I just, I yeah, I don't know that person. Mm, okay. So I get, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I guess I... I'm straighter than I thought because I'm super into two cats at once. <laughs> like that, yeah. Interesting. I I I get that. I'm into two me's, and um, I am too. Mm. Myself, not to, sorry. I'm also into me with just myself. I, I okay. So <laughs> we can we can talk Let's... Buffy here for a second, right? Yeah, of course. My favorite thing. It's not a great episode, but there's an episode where like Xander gets like cut in half, oh, or an alternate yeah, Xander, the, or whatever. The, the, yeah, the Xander clone. And it is implied textually at the end that the two Xanders and Anya go had, off and had yeah. a good time before yeah, they yeah. got rid of him and i'm like uh-huh. into it totally there yeah totally into it yep that yeah. is you know i think there are two kinds of people someone who would you know fuck their clone and someone who wouldn't mm-hmm. the, the 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 some people that are the time traveler and some people that are the time traveler's the wife time going wife? really <laughs> yeah i just think if dean kane as og or or earth one clock came in and saw puppy clock he should go for it. I think so too. I, unfortunately, this is the nineties. Unfortunately, this is Dean Kane. I just don't. I don't think they had a That's double true. Xander and Anya time before they got rid of him. Lois is disappointed. So, do we judge Lois for this? I hate that they made it an almost kiss. Honestly, I'm like, fucking do it. I really no. I don't think she would have done it. Do we judge Lois? I. Ooh. I didn't want her to. Okay. I, get I felt that. very loyal. I, I, I felt, you know, I didn't want her to either. Yeah. I was kind of playing it up for a second, but I didn't, I didn't either. Though I'm, I'm a little bit like, well, it's a little more interesting if she did it. Sure. I but. agree. I agree. But I think they could have. Th- I'm sure it was, it was debated that, like, go, go full kiss on us. Oh, there's a draft of this where that happened, totally. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, no, I'm just, like sorry, it. I'm not saying that definitively, oh. but I'm like. No, but I, I, yeah, I hear you, right? That, and then it was that... a discussion in the writer's room because it's like, A, we don't bring it up again. B, we don't really want to bring it up again. Yes. And, and C, isn't it cleaner if we just cut the black? Exactly, especially if, you know, spoiler alert to the end of the episode, he does eventually find his. Yeah. Seeming that's a total retcon, by the way. That bitch was dead. There she was did. a tombstone when we first saw her, but but it, it's H.G. Wells. But H.G. Wells has a time before. machine sled, so it'll be yeah. fine. 
Um, as a baby. In fairness, puppy dog Clark, super cool with it. He's like, I get it. Never, never going to happen again. Yep. She runs yep, upstairs. Yep. He apologizes. He's, he's, he's so Clark. Yes. He does. He does start to x-ray later and then stops himself. And I'm like, I get it. I get it completely. I was just like, Clark, you don't know what's going on up there. She's lonely. She's alone in bed. You can't be using your x-ray vision like that, man. No, but I like, I totally understood the weakness. And then the immediately like, I'm an asshole. Never mind. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Know, like, yeah. I, I won't do that. You're right. Um, meanwhile, I don't know. Shit's happening at the bunker. Does it matter? Oh, Tempest is now using ordinary electric wiring to use the subliminator. So, like, H.G. Wells turns on the light and agrees with Tempest that uh-huh. they should wrap fish in the Constitution and chuck all the old laws out or whatever. Tempest is unstoppable, blah, 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 yep, blah. He's using mind control in electricity, right? That is, yes. that was, okay. So now like every home in America is amplifying the sound of me or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Lois is having a very badly cut together dream or concussion dream. I don't know what's going on. I take it back. This is my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> This was amazing. The song. So I was singing along to the song. Um, I've never heard the song in my life, but I was singing along because we had subtitles on. Alex turned to me and said, do you know the song? I said, yes, of course. It is my favorite song. (laughs) And then I went back and sang it again. (laughs) So, excuse me. We're going to do a little bit of a time cut in our own episode because I forgot to look this up. There is so much music in the show that was replaced Mm. because of streaming rights. (gasps) Uh, that I'm like, I wonder if this is the, the original, original song or not. Uh, because it does, the one that currently plays on HBO Max does actually fit with the scene, which is not always the case for these terrible replacement songs they come up with. Um, syndication, music, Tempest, anyone? No, no, no. So in Tempest, anyone, like they had, they lost REM's I Am Superman, which was a bummer. Oh, but I'm not, that is a bummer. Uh, God damn it. I'm going to get so many emails if I'm wrong. I'm not seeing this one. So I'm going to say that this was the original. It does fit really well. And then I'll let you know if I'm corrected by 10 people that okay. it's not. But okay. I, I think it fits well, too. And it feels I mean, like something they could afford at the time. Song. Yeah. Well, yeah, amazing. of course. I just love when it started. And just, you know, it was just such a nice... Have you ever watched um, a K-drama? Any K-drama? No, I, 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 I've been told to. I kind of want to watch the K-version of um, uh, The Good Wife because I feel like that's a good way to get me into it, but I, I have not yet. Okay, because at the end of every like classic romantic K-drama, they have a recap of the entire episode that you've just watched. So if you watch something like, you know, 40 minutes ago, they're going to show you that clip and it's all like very swoony and slow-mo and there's always music playing. And this is what that reminded me of. And it's not over credits. It's just like a before we go. Yep. It's like in case you forgot what you just saw. Like an essay. In the conclusion, we're going to restate everything we just said. (laughs) Yes. Yes, and and I love those those little montages, and this reminded me of that. I could get very into that, honestly, as as mm. just a trope of American television. I think it's too late now, but I don't know. I, we can we can make it happen. All I want is the iconic stuff. So I know that if would only be we perfect. knew someone who was breaking into TV. Meanwhile, this is this is like Clark X-raying upstairs, and he doesn't want to. And then Lois comes downstairs, looking, looking so oh. fucking hot. It's my like God. you read my notes. Oof. This is Robe 
teary-eyed, big puffy mm, the eyes. The teary eyes. Oh my goodness. The the you, you know the worst the part. The slightly of, tousled hair. Yes, but still like trying to keep it together. Yes. We've only got 24 to hours to find real yeah. Clark, you know. And she's so strong. She's so strong. You know what the m- most terrible thing about marriage is? You take it for granted. And I'm like, mm. fuck. That is it's also like I I just you can you can apply real things to this. You you know, everyone's got people in their lives that lost someone or whatever, you know, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen, this hit me. This hit me on a personal level. I was like, I'm watching this sitting next to my wife thinking, oh, no, I have feels. Dude, same. I woke up this morning. While she's laughing, by the way. Oh, uh uh-huh. I woke up this morning and turned over to to Kat to see her face because I had a weird dream. And she was covered in a blanket. And I'm like, it like truly covered, head to toe. Couldn't see a thing of her. And I'm like, that's my girl. Like this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to her breathing. Yes. But th- like, that's how we knew she was alive. Because I heard mm. her breathing. <laughs> but like. The, the, Thank God for that. It is, it is such a real little sentiment. And for me, it is what keeps this show wonderful for me. Yeah. It is that even amongst all this bullshit. They always, even in bad episodes, find these little scenes that are yeah. real and that are real for those that romance and that character. It works yeah. totally. But no, I completely agree. And I think that's why I really love Superman in general. And mm-hmm. I I don't think this really applies to sort of the the newer Snyder-esque. Can I say Snyder on this podcast? Sure. The new, no comment. The, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The newer um, uh, incarnations and and whatever, but you know, Lois and Clark, Smallville, even the new Superman. I mean, Supergirl. It's the earnestness, the unapologetic earnestness that yep. really just you know when they say things like "I believe in hope" and "I believe in love," it's should we need that? Yep. I totally agree. And that's why at, even at, you know, 10 or 11, I loved the show so much because so much of the 90s was cynical mm-hmm. and this wasn't even, you know, and I, I recognize that even then. Yep. No, this is, this is at its, at its core is such a, a happy and hopeful take on the character. It is why mm-hmm. in Supergirl season two, I reacted to, to Tyler Hecklin's introduction so strongly because I'm like, this is a Clark that is even, that has figured it out, mm. that is is just like perfectly content and is is that, knows mm. that he is hope, is mm. representing that every time he rips his shirt open. You know, like yeah. that's so I really, cool. I will say that I really loved his introduction in season two. Yes. I was very excited for what was to come and it, it never reached what I what I wanted it to. But I, I kind of, though he gets he gets some scenes with Terry Hatcher at the end of season two, which is really yes, fun. Yes, yes, that is true. I figured that you watched that because Callista's in that yeah. episode. He's um, also got a perfect bottom in that suit. He, his he's bum got is great. ass. Yep. Mm. I remember seeing he the paparazzi it. photos from his first shoot as Superman and being like, yeah. is that fake? Like, what? Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, it's That's, real. Yeah. I People don't like that, that Supergirl version of the Superman suit. I said that right. Um, but I love it because I have such nostalgic for it because I was just like, he was perfect in those two episodes. Like, I will yeah. watch him in that suit all day long. I like that suit. I really like it. I think it. it's really fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I do too. People don't like the cape or whatever. And it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, okay. What, like, what are your thoughts on 
this show's suit while we're here talking about dumb shit. Hmm. Hmm. So I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I feel about it. <laughs> I hate it. I... I know there's no I I can't say there's no no I hate how bright it is I hate that it looks like spandex I hate that it looks so thin I hate every part of it I hate how high the underpants are I hate it I and that is that is how I feel okay. every time I'm I watch the show I think man I hate that suit wow okay. Mm. I get it. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna fight you or try to change your mind. But here's the it thing: totally it's totally works not, for me. But I get it's it. not even. It's not the style, right? Because I like Christopher Reeve's suit. Mm-hmm. It's something about the, the colors that were chosen and like the bright. I don't know. I don't know. Martha, Martha <laughs> fucked up when she made that suit. <laughs> Stop buying Superman's material on special martha <laughs> exactly uh, exactly you know splurge a little like i know like you went to like you know smallville's budget barn and bought it and i'm just like martha come on you know this man is gonna be seen by millions of people the, what just that just made me think of i i got to interview Kay for the the podcast and when she talked about terry yeah. she's like i don't see her much after the show but we used to go to the same joanne fabrics and i'm like that's the most martha <laughs> thing you've said this entire time oh my that's god so funny um, I, I, I can't fight you. I totally understand. It is homemade. I, I literally talked to strangers about it this week and mm. they were like, wow, it's like pajamas. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not pajama. It's cool. It's cool. Now, I just also how many versions of this? I mean, how many pairs of the suit does he have? Is Many. So yeah, is, great news. Is, yeah. <laughs> They're brownstone. Was mm. formerly used by a supervillain who had a secret panel behind one of the main walls. Mm. So he's got a vault back there of suits. Of the same suit. Of the same suit, yeah. I, I wonder <sighs> if Puppy Clark is using our Clark suits or if he's just using what, what he had when he came. I really hope that Puppy Clark is using our Clark suits and that I can believe in a universe where Clark has a better suit. <laughs> Because he doesn't have Martha. I don't, I, Lois made him an exact copy last time we oh saw. Oh, God, I maybe, do remember. Maybe he's yes. improved it. Who knows? Maybe Congo Lois can do something better. <laughs> we'll see in season when they five. Find her. Um, we'll see this see, is yeah, where, sure. where the, the retconning happened. Because, like, literally, we've seen his Lois's tombstone. Mm. She is d d dead. She's gone. But here they're like, you know, so what? I, I just think. Your feelings for me, Lois, are really for her, Lois. I'm like, well, that's that's dumb. You're rejecting him and you're giving him false hope. Not I your know. best move. It was so sad. And we didn't say in the previous scene when he was like, I'm just, you know, the world is so lonely. I'm so lonely. He's like, I am so sad every moment of every day because I don't have you. I get that there is only one Terry Hatcher in the world. I completely understand. But, dude, there's there are other women that would be into Superman. No, but come on. Once you've met Lois Lane. I, yeah, I get it. And you know that Lois Lane loves you in another universe. How can you move on? I just want Puppy Dog Clark to get laid. Well, he's going to find Congo Lane. A bit. 
Yes, you're right. Yeah. He's probably still a virgin too. Although he was with Lana oh, yeah. Lang, who knows? Who oh, yeah, no. knows? He's, he's not a not a virgin. Lana's got moves. Yeah, Lana Apparently. Lana was Lana was much. Yeah, uh, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, um, uh, Lois turns on. Uh, this is it. Lois turns on the light. Uh, has an instant thought of like, no, he's Tempest. He's Tempest. Fuck, John Doe's in my head. Yeah, yeah. Clark. Clark feels up the wall and then vibrates his hand, which acts as a speaker, oh, man. I suppose, oh, an man. antenna, Yep. something. Something. He was making waves in the, yeah. And this something. is where Tempest doubles down on John Doe as Papa. Fucking gross, Tempest. Yeah. Like, just Listen, I, I don't know if he wants a Papa or if he, he just sees, I, I just... I don't There's think a he lot had a to great unpack upbringing. there. And I need to know how much therapy he got when he was actually um, behind bars. <laughs> like, how was that going for him? Meanwhile, at the bunker, fucking Dragon ordered food and Wells got away somehow and knocks out Dragon. Leaves the gun. Seems stupid. Mm. I was just thinking about how Dragon didn't order his pe- those peppers on the pizza, right? Right. Yeah. He ordered pepperoni, which frankly I would be more of a peppers guy, so I'd just like go. Yeah, but with that's it. really like food disappointment is so strong and I just wonder how many times that's happened to Dragon to make him so angry. That that's fair. You know what? And it's it's a humanizing thing for him. Yeah. And now suddenly you're like, Oh man, Dragon's a person. Because we kind of have get... to see him as a person in his final yeah. scene, so maybe yeah. knocks out Dragon though, mm. immediately calls Lois, decides he has to come to her. I'll I'll be there as soon as the time machine whirls up. Ta and <laughs> Ta, yes, very cute. Um, of course, Wells has established that somehow the time machine will only work for him now. So he starts operating it, and Tempest jumps on at the end. Do you know what? I thought that was a bit of a of a nonsense thing because didn't the peacekeeper in the previous episode also have a door that only worked for him? And I yes. was like, okay, come on, you can't keep using this. It also brings up, so when I did go looking for some trivia on this episode, I was, I was specifically looking for the music thing and I couldn't find it. But I did find out that there's a wiki that has trivia on every episode of this series, presumably, which is a mm-hmm. great thing to find out when you're about eight episodes from the end. But regardless, um, there is a plot hole here that is pointed out on this wikia where Tempest during like the nuclear holocaust he's about to set off is like i'll just i'll jump to the other universe and and live there it's just like how how because windows are not a thing for you mm. apparently you can't use the time machine the time machine where I, how my, my i friend. think you're stuck bud yeah yeah and you're out here blowing up this world yeah What's your unless, game plan my friend unless wells is you're gonna make wells do it but frankly i think he's grown more of a spine over these past three years you know i don't know yeah yeah anyway it's only so much is willing to do for daddy (laughs) meanwhile uh daddy's home daddy shows up right in the middle of the brownstone living room on the sled the time machine sled Mm -hmm. um which i liked very much frankly just seeing this time machine appear in the middle of their, their living room after they're captured though this is where i'm like lois is completely understandably super fucking pissed at Wells right now. Yes, she's done. Yes. And Wells is like, you know, if we, if we we could probably still find Clark. And she's like, sorry, what the fuck did you just say? Like, what? Why is it? Why are you talking to me right now? You know? 
Yeah, yeah, she's over. I I enjoy that. I mean, very to be much. fair, whenever they see Wells, bad shit follows. Uh, totally. For a second, it's, it was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, but it's not like he ever comes and he just has like nice afternoon tea with them and then pops off to the Stone Age. Nope. There's always some nonsense. That is a good point. I would love. I want to write the one shot comic with you, where they just get tea with him in several different time periods, and that's Let's the do day. It. Yeah. Let's great. Do it. Done. Okay. Um, I thought some. Excuse me. We we get President Gardner here, Fred Willard showing up uh, one last time, it, and it's just like happy to see that Lois has come around to John Doe's side. He's just so happy. And Mr. President, I'm a prisoner. Tempest, Lois, such a kidster. My sides are splitting. Oh, Lois. Fabulous, amazing stuff. But bad news: President Gardner has given Tempest the nuclear football as a friend, right? As, as yeah, as as a as a bro gift or something. As a bro gift, yeah, yeah. He was just he's just joshing. He just yeah. gave him a bro gift. It was something like that, bro gift or a pal gift or something. Yeah, I like think it was what, a pal gift. A pal gift, you're right. Um, whatever. So nuclear war starts. Meanwhile, Superman is trying to like fucking figure out what the hell is going on. He he checks in with the Kents, um, who figure out very quickly what's going on that like he hasn't been able to find him in the city they must be in a lead-lined place well there were lead-lined of bunkers course, yeah, under that the city. happened very quickly very it's fine whatever boom, boom, who knows boom. um he has to go to the daily planet and and check in with mr olsen mr olsen yeah yeah i like that too that's a good callback i remember where, that where can i find someone who can do some research for me you're you're kidding right like jimmy has yeah, to Jimmy's explain like, the show buddy like come on like yeah. I, I say I'm too busy. You make me do it. Like, oh great, can you do it? No, I'm I'm about to go out. This chick out of prison. Or we something. just got out of prison. I had to think about that one, and then I was like, okay, okay, Jimmy, yeah. So once again, I must bring up that we used to have a segment where we talk about Jimmy might fuck. Will Jimmy fuck in this episode? <laughs> he might have. He might have. But Clark Jimmy did not fuck in this episode. Jimmy he did not prison girl sometime afterwards. Mister Olson was called upon to do some research Aww. and and he figured it out uh, uh good news you know while, while tempest is punching in codes and eating a banana and mm. playing paddle ball yeah jimmy figured it out and uh I, I love that superman crashes in here like just in time literally one second to spare Punches the computer, which Tempest hadn't thought of. Punches this tiny little box with a keypad <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> that is apparently mind-controlling all of what? Metropolis, the United States Oh, you're right. He does that first. Sorry. Yeah. You're totally right. He has to do that at the phone company. I was thinking yes. of like he punches the fucking modem on the desk at Tempest. Oh, <laughs> yes. But he first punches the tiny box. Yeah. yeah got it. Well, you got to punch the tiny box. That, yeah. That's how you yeah. end up. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of, a lot of punching of technology, a lot of tech smashing here yeah, at the end, yeah, but yeah, yeah. whatever it, it works just yeah, in he, time. He busts in. That, that's pretty much, that's the end of evil plan Tempest. At least yeah, he yeah. gets carted off by the secret service who are, are coming to. And once again, Wells is like, what a great day. If only we could have saved your clock by knowing the exact time it disappeared. Oh, fucking dragon coming in. Dragon Clutch. coming in at the ninth hour. Mm -hmm. Ugh, dragon. With this, we didn't I even set it up you. before because who gives a shit? But no. Tempest gave him, 
his suit and his broken watch from the whole Clark in a window of it all. And mm-hmm. it's just like, some shit happened here. Did, did get rid of this. And the fact that Dragon put this together and was like listening to their conversation is just amazing to me. You know, he's a good guy at heart. This is how Dragon has survived this long on the street, though. Just like being... Yep. Like list. Yeah. yeah, yeah you got yeah, yeah. You know, his, his you head's on a swivel. On He's all you over the place. Yeah. I hope Dragon continues to be Secretary of State. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, President Garner could use a little bit of a spine. So I think so. Maybe they balance each other out. That's the buddy duo. That's There's the, the pal gift. You know. There we go. Yeah. yeah. I love this wacky ass shot of Lois and Wells in the time machine one last time. I know, I know, with the wind in her hair. And as I was watching this, I thought, shouldn't they be like wearing helmets or something? Right? It just seemed very unsafe. Superman has to be in a glass box. Like, you'd I know, think that... but they're just out there like Christmas Eve going over rooftops. Ant-Man has a whole suit, you know, Those, like this. I know, I know, but apparently time and space does not affect Lois Lane. Not an issue. It's going fine. They, they catch up to, to Clark. Instantly, the box gets bigger again because mm. they found him, I guess. They found him. at the they, they found the exact nanosecond out of time where he was existing. Whatever. I, I want some die. Some die. I want some day, some die, to write a comic where the cover gets to be the three of them on this sled going through the fucking time verse or wherever the hell we are here. I know. That's amazing. Um... Thankfully, we cut to a press conference, Superman setting straight that, like, uh, this shit happened. This is technically the first, like, outing, establishing publicly of Tempest, which is weird to me. Yes, this press conference. Here's another question. Why is the president based in Metropolis? There is a Washington. He's not. He's just hanging out here a lot. He's just hanging out while election results are coming in. Yes, because that's what he w- would have been. Yes. And and okay. the, the party was at the uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Metropolis Grand Region or whatever the fuck. Mm. And, and it got downgraded, right, to that bar. Yeah, to that little sad. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. But, but hey, it's the hub of the world. It's Superman okay. City. It's Superman City. You okay. got to hang out here. Uh-huh. Um, sure. I really enjoyed. It's been a while since season two, I think, since we did a press conference Superman Clark switcheroo. Mm. but we pull one here i will say that my heart stopped for a moment and i I was like tempest no how could you yeah i was like is this the moment because i knew it was the fourth season i was like surely not (laughs) you know the last half of the fourth season they're just like yeah everybody knows it's fine turns out we didn't need the glasses after all Eh. uh but no and, and okay here's here's the question though which one is superman and which one is excuse me which one is our clark Superman is our clock. Puppy is with Lois. Really? You think so? Okay. Yeah. I think okay. so. And I think that's a nice way to kind of end it, that he gets to be Clark. Because he gets... Because Lois kind of taught him how to be Superman, like like her Superman. But now he gets to be Clark and do a thing that they do together in the way that, oh, you know... Oh, shit. That got me. Yeah. Okay. You're right. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sweet. And that makes sense, too, because, like, I want I want R. Clark to have the final word with Tempest there. Exactly. To and have he, a checkmate. Yeah, yeah. Also, he was too smart. You know Puppy Clark doesn't have that. That was like... <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, not that this, quick. Our Superman 
has to explain to the world like this is what's going on you know yeah yeah um i love to when when puppy dog clark and lois walk up hg wells is standing next to them like proud as punch and i'm like worst time traveler ever you are on camera motherfucker you know like years from now he's gonna be an actor and people are gonna be like wait a minute like i don't know did you ever watch much legends of tomorrow uh not really like like here and there so there's this beautiful scene in the the beginning of season two where where nick zano who then becomes like a member of the team is like uh i think your friends oliver queen are lost in time and he's showing like hieroglyphics of their ship and like uh, Ray Palmer getting knighted in King Arthur's court. And it's just like, this feels like that to me where like at some point someone's going to put together like, holy shit, my favorite author from the 18th century is standing with Lane and Kent of the Daily Planet. You know? like, yeah, yeah. That's bizarre. And then we um, would deep dive and find him in like 5,000 other locations. We're, we're coming up with such great comics today. I know. It's I know. Worth, I do, like, honestly, it. we should take over. Mm-hmm. None of this other continuity. Let's bring Lois <laughs> and Clark like, back. Nonsense, nonsense. That's what people are really waiting for. Um, at the brownstone here, we say goodbye to, to puppy dog Clark. Um and uh, whatever. This is kind of a nothing wrap-up scene, honestly, except for yeah. the fact that H.G. Wells implies, you know, like, never say impossible, and he's going to go find... But the way he... It's lowest. like, there's no plan there. There's there's nothing no. concrete. He's just like, wink, wink, let's go off. And I'm like, I don't know if I can trust you, H.G. You're making promises that... At this point, all of this time travel shit is so his fault that I, I agree with you. But No, it's all just wrapped up in, but... Hey, I have hope. We never hear from them again, so I, I'll have to assume that everything went fine. Sure. And then they have some dumb dialogue I didn't even write down, and and that's the end. And that's it. And that's yeah. it. And that's a wrap. That is a series wrap on Herbert George Wells and Tempest, Tempest, Tempest. Yeah. Goodbye. What did we call them? What was what was their name? Um, Herbmas. 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 Herb Hashtag Herbmas Strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So can I ask you a couple questions here? Of course you may. We do this at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to ask you a few more since this is your first and probably last episode of the podcast. Okay. I'm so glad you're here. Um, uh, any any like good super feats, super saves, super something stand out to you here? In this episode. In these episodes. You watched both of them. Um, did he do anything besides... No, I, I, tried those... to, I tried to play the game with you. Yeah, but... getting those two guys. And I will say the best thing he did in terms of showing off was popping that bottle. <laughs> I've never been more turned on. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's fair. That, that was my favorite. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did. Oh, you like... know, he did save her in the car in the episode before, but oh, that's I guess true. we've already talked yes, about that. Yes. But yeah, he saved nothing her in the car, much which here. Which was iconic, you know, him holding Lois in the car, mm-hmm. Lois in the, in the, you know, that's that's a thing. I wish they, I like they never that. did it in the series, because how could they? But like, I wish we'd gotten, like, I remember in the animated series, there are scenes where he's flying under her car. And yes. Like, I always love yeah, that idea. I love that. Um, you know, I do like just the practical whatever, of a Dean Cain stunt double jumping in from the ceiling as styrofoam rubble is falling down mm-hmm. around him. We, we got a bit of that here. 
He yeah, punched a box, a couple boxes, and sparks flew. Like I'm into that. Whatever. I will say emotionally, I really liked when he got mad at um, at Tempest in the first one when he kind of lost his cool. Yes, and then he got mad at himself and for losing his cool. And then he got mad at cool. himself. That was good very shit. yeah. That was good. Yep. Um, was this? And let let's just talk about this one. This Lois and Clark's. Okay. Was this a good episode for Lois Lane? Yes, I think so. I think so too. Go ahead. I think we saw. I think this felt a bit more serious than many of the episodes, in terms of Lois. Sort of having to deal with the possible loss of Clark, but also having to like save the world. Mm-hmm. And Lois was really the person who kept who kept everything together. Hundred percent. Because Puppy Clark, I mean, as cute as he is, you know, he. He didn't do much. (laughs) No, he was, he was, I don't mean this that way. He was a tool for her in many ways in this episode, you know? Yeah, he was. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, you know, Superman, her clock, for all intents and purposes, is just gone. He's not here. He's not. So who's the hero of the story? It's Lois. Mm Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think this was a great. And I think it really, it gave us some good emotional stuff also. Okay. I, I, I agree, too. Now, what I usually do is, mm. was this a good episode for Clark? Was this a good episode for Superman? Mm. But this is such a weird episode in that case. I'm going to say, was this a good episode for Puppy Dog Clark? Of course. Of course, right? Yeah, these, these, are gimme, yeah. these are gimme questions on this episode, but I'm into it. Yeah, he, he was living his best life, honestly. He got to meet his dead parents from a different universe. Yeah. He got to experience that. He got to really see what life could be. And I think that that was really important for him because not like, you know, in the previous one when he met Lois, she kind of showed him who he could be. But yeah. now he got to see what the full picture looks like. Yes, 100%. Like in that first one too, they're talking about the Kents. And, and he's asking, like, oh, I'm getting a little choked up talking about that. But he's asking, like, do, do you, he sees them all the time? That's that's wonderful. You know, like, it, there's no jealousy. There's just, like, because fucking good. Clark. You know, like, like good the, for at him. At his heart, he's Clark. He, he yeah. couldn't be, yeah. Oh, it's really Man. good. Yeah. Um, was this a good episode for our Clark? I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to say no. I'm going to with you but that box is just kept getting smaller i don't don't know what's making me say that but something (laughs) you know i just i don't know man i don't think so yeah okay so this is a loaded question in this episode okay but the last question is always what is your favorite lois and clark moment relationshipy moment for them and i think in this one we're gonna have to expand it to to puppy clark It's, it's two for me. The mm-hmm. one might be that moment when he asks her, is, is this what it's like? Uh, yeah, you stole mine. Yeah. And she says, yeah. And the way she says it also is just like, yeah. Like this is, you know, she doesn't think about it. She doesn't, this is. Obviously. This is, yeah. this is what it's like with, yeah. with Clark. And f- for him, it's like, oh my God, the, this possibility. Like, or like this, you know, and it's bittersweet for him because he doesn't think he's ever going to get his Lois. So I really like that. But then I also liked um, 
the kind of camaraderie that they had after they almost kissed and that was kind of pushed to the side and she mm-hmm. came down and she was all sad and teary and, and beautiful. And they kind of fell into their own kind of thing and that's when she says, you know, I think the love that you have for me is actually love that you should have for her. I really like that too. You still, you still the best ones, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, um, yeah I know. Yeah, it, for me, it was it's totally that, that moment on the street there of... of mm-hmm this is what it's like and and mm. and her not taking it for granted finally yeah. like that that yeah. kind of feeds into that like the worst part of marriage is is that you take it for granted thing yep yeah. i love it I, I think like it also just highlights that my favorite part of lois and clark and it's always been like whatever any version is that they're partners mm-hmm. and that is what it comes down to you know their dynamic is so they're just each other's partner in life in marriage in as as colleagues and yeah and, and and partners in the superman thing which i and think partners is in so superman fucking thing. Yeah, important it's not, it's not his thing it's yep. their thing he he is a better superman for her knowing and being able to to help with it and always and yeah amazing yeah. there is a great moment in superman and lois that is so this to me and it stands out because they don't take the time to do it all the time uh-huh. but it's like you know them talking about like well, I think we should do this. And not, nothing crazy, but like, I think we should do this. I think we should do this. And they look at each other and they both immediately do rock, paper, scissors and go, and she wins. And he's like, Fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course she wins. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. They're partners and they're equal, but man, Lois wins. But that was like one of the few moments watching that show where I'm like, could have been Dean and Terry. That's, or it yeah. could have been Tom and Erica. You know, yeah. like that's yeah. just perfect stuff anyway thank you so much thank you for having me what a joy it's been to just talk about these these characters that i love so much i was gonna say this has been been years in the making but it's so nice to get to to nerd out with you on this stuff Um, alex who was writing in her in her diary all those years ago is (laughs) (laughs) it's flourishing i understand the um the matt who was uh building cardboard spaceships and and taking pictures of them with smoke bombs in the backyard has, has been really enjoying this podcast yeah. and, and had a wonderful time talking to you today. Um, anything, anything you would like to plug while you're here? I, you know, any, anything you, you want um, people following you or looking up or whatever? I, I guess I wrote, oh gosh, I'm saying this as if I don't remember. I do remember. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I wrote a book. Uh-huh. A few years ago, and um, you know, if you're into uh, superheroes, I don't know if your audience would be into that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, superheroes and love stories? I don't geeky, know if this is yeah, the geeky superheroes crowd, yeah. who who fall in love, um, and you know, have to juggle secret identities and all of that. It's called Chasing Stars, and it is by me, Alex K. Thorne. So I wasn't sure if you wanted to talk about this, but now I have to ask you questions about oh, this. Oh, man. Okay. What was the, the process in writing this? Because like, if, if I'm not giving away too much, it's, it's very much based on the, the idea of Supergirl and yeah. Cat Grant from the yeah, Supergirl yeah, yeah. season so, one, right? Yeah. So it was, it was a fic. It, I am, many people are ashamed of their fic writing. I am not. I love being a Not a here, author. man. Yep. Okay. I, yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Um, so it started out as like a just love letter to um, season one Supergirl and Cat Grant and their relationship, which you know is is an acquired taste. Um, 
I was really into it and yeah I I wrote a I think it was like an 18 chapter fic um, which basically it could have been canon and then it was picked up by an independent publisher who wanted to turn it into a novel and I changed a bunch of things mm. so um, instead of sort of being a media conglomerate uh, Kat is now an actress okay. and Kara is her assistant okay and um you think they are like weird, gross power dynamic stuff, but it's 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 nice. I it's trust not too terrible. if you're if you're breaking from continuity. Like, was that kind of freeing to break from continuity at that point? Was that killing a baby for you, or were you like, oh, this could be a cool new thing? Both. Okay. I think I loved the characters so much that it was hard for me to re envision them, but once I did, it very much became its own thing. Fair enough. So I'd say if you if you're fans of you know, Supergirl and Cat Grant in that relationship, you you love the book. If you're not, you'd still love the book. There's still a lot to enjoy. <laughs> so I, I, I asked this because there was um, there's a screenplay that I wrote that no one will ever see at this point. Um, but it was like, it's my own superhero <laughs> thing. I'll send it to you, absolutely. Okay. Um, but it was very much, uh, by the way, I should fucking read your book. Um, it was very much based on like, I'm going to plot this out as if it's a Superman story because mm. I know the beats of that and mm. then I'll change it later mm. and changing it later there were a few things where I was like I realized I was getting stuck because I'm like you're too you're too locked into Superman like too change, precious about, go completely yeah. the other way and it'll yeah. be better like is that is that kind of what you wound up doing or like yeah, what was your process they, for that well there were things that I, I wrote a first draft and sent it to an editor who said who also was familiar with um, the Supergirl canon and basically said, no, this is too similar. Mm. And so I had to let go of um, concepts and characters, which was probably the hardest. Mm. Um, okay. So like the, the like her sister. Like ancillary like Wynn and, and James yeah, and that type of thing? Yeah, so th they were all, obviously, um, I tried to just convert them into other characters, but there were some I had to just let go of. And eventually, like her sister, Alex, becomes her best friend. Okay. And that relationship is similar, but it changes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so they, they, I, had to, I had to move it away. But it, she was still a superhero. So I still got to keep those conflicts and those in, all of that internal stuff. Which yeah, the dynamic of it. Yeah, the you know, sort of how to be human, how to be super. And that balance is always great to play with. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and where can people find it? Sorry. Anywhere you can buy books. Uh amazing um yeah. we will absolutely be posting links to that with this episode when it comes out by the way cool. Cool, cool um thank you for talking about that thank you so much for for joining and staying up late on the east coast and thank and you for having me doing this, was this. The most fun i had today since i spend most of my day steam cleaning the car <laughs> i mean be honest it was neck and neck but but then I mean, you got no, to talk this, about the book this, this was a this was a little bit better oh I, that's I got nice to, like, yeah, I got to think about, you know, Terry Hatch's face for an hour. So, it's know. a good day. Yeah. It's a good day. Well, thank you. As I, as I say, um, you, know, season, you know, introduction and series wrap uh, for you on this podcast. But I'm so glad you got to join me here in Metropolis in the 90s for a little bit. Um, what a time. Before we sign off here, do you know what a folk is? F-O-L-C? No. Okay. So that's what the fans called themselves of the show. Fans okay. of Lois oh. Oh, and Lois Clark. Oh, Lois and Clark. Okay. So that's going to inform the sign-off we're about to do together. 
But okay. with that in mind, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, rate, review, you, you found the show, whatever. But like reviews would be nice, frankly. I'm trying to get some guests here at the end of the series. Um, so go ahead and do that. Thank you very much. Uh, see you next time. For Lois and Clark, I've been Matt Truex. I'm Alex K. Thorne. Falk off, everybody. We'll see you next time. Lois and Clark's The New Podcast of Superman is a daily knockoff production. Please review us on iTunes, follow us on social, and we'll see you in Metropolis. Yay! Yeah, we're done. Cool. That was so much fun.